and welcome to the Growth Tribe Podcast, where we're all about growing ourselves to create lives we effing love on our terms. I'm Ellen, and I'm a former biomedical researcher turned coach who fell in love with personal growth when it empowered me to transform my health, quit my PhD, travel the world, and start my own business. But do not get me wrong, I'm still figuring my shit out too, and I'm so pumped to share what I'm learning along the way. We've got amazing interviews, big stories, tips, tricks, and no bullshit action steps that we can all learn from. So with that, welcome to this episode of The Growth Drive. Hey friend, and welcome back to the Growth Tribe Podcast. I hope you guys have been so enjoying the last few episodes. I mean, shoot, we had the girls from Wellness lately talking all things diet culture and, you know, stopping beating ourselves up and feeling like shit. And I loved having that conversation. We've had Valerie on talking about enlightenment and meditation. So many good things. And today I'm hoping to keep the ball rolling talking about self-accountability because self-accountability truly is the secret sauce to making anything happen, but it's perfectly fitting coming off of a conversation about fitness because it's such a crucial component in any fitness journey. So before we dive into tips, tricks, all that jazz, and I've got three really, really good ones for you today, um, I want to lay a little bit of context. I realize that the kind of conversations I love to have on this podcast aren't necessarily conversations you would have at a coffee shop or at a wine bar. Yeah, you may have them over coffee and wine, but these are like some real talk conversations that maybe you'd be more having with a roommate, you know, in the comfort and quiet of your own home, like maybe out on the balcony or out on the patio or just chilling in a living room over a nice glass of wine, because these are some deep conversations that we sometimes have to have. And today we're kind of getting into something a little bit deep because self-accountability is such a hard thing for so many of us, right? I got my start in Beachbody coaching. And in Beachbody coaching, we run these things that are like online virtual boot camps. um, And they're all around the idea of creating a supportive and accountable environment for people to achieve their health and fitness goals. Like when they're falling off track, the community and the group helps get them on track. But as a coach, I am really, really passionate about the idea that at some point in time, we have to show ourselves that we can do it on our own, that we're committed enough to the goals that we have, that we're willing to show up for ourselves without needing that nudge or that reminder. Yeah, there's totally a time and a place for accountability in our lives. Like, hell yes, I love accountability buddies. I'm literally like setting up accountability buddy partnerships in my mastermind group right now. But I do also think that there has to be a point where you can get to the stage in your journey, in your transformation, whether we're talking health or not, where you can rely on yourself to get something done. And this is coming on the heels of the fact that I just finished Morning Meltdown 100. It's a Beachbody workout program where you commit to doing 100 workouts, and it's essentially meant to be done in 100 days. And I completed that about a week ago and I completed it really at about 101 days. Like I was almost exactly spot on with the 100 days. Um, And I was so proud of myself. I made that commitment to myself because I wanted to show myself, hey girl, you can show up in the way that you used to for your fitness. I did 80 day obsession while I was on remote year and I was really, really proud of the fact that I did that. But I wanted to show myself I could do it again. It'd been about a year and a half since I'd made a commitment like this. And I wanted to show myself, you can do this 
Again, it doesn't matter the environment. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're living by yourself or whatever, you can do this. You can show up for yourself. And I did. And I think a big part of that, and I'm so proud of the fact that I did, because it showed me that I can have that self-accountability. I can make that commitment to myself. And you can too. You absolutely can too. Sometimes group accountability is a great way to get us started, but you 1000% can show up for yourself too. And I want to give you a few tips for how you can better do that. Some things that might serve you to give you that extra little oomph, that extra little boost you might need to really show up and commit and have that self-accountability. Because once again, I'll say it again, self-accountability really is the secret sauce. Ultimately, you're the only person who you're going to be around every single day of your life. So you have to have that accountability to yourself as well. So here we've got three tips to how to cultivate more self-accountability in your life. Let's dive into them. So tip number one is you've got to have a strong why. So you have got to have a really, really strong, deep, visceral why for why you want something in your life. And a great way I love to explain this is around fitness. So I actually, one of the first times I realized the like power of having a really great why is when I was in doing fitness coaching, when I was working with Beachbody, um, which I'm still a Beachbody coach, but I just don't really do it like a business anymore. I just, I'm a discount coach. I like my 25% off or whatever it is. Um, but anyways, um, I find that fitness is a great way to talk about this because so often people show up and they start a fitness journey simply because they you know, want to lose more weight. That's often the why that we start from. I want to lose more weight or I want to lose inches or I want to feel better in my body. That's a better why than, you know, the wanting to lose weight. But really, we start off with these very surface level whys for why we want to do this, why we want to achieve this, why we want to show up on this journey. And I think that's part of the problem is that we start so surface level. So when I say you've got to have a powerful why, what I'm going to encourage you to do is think of your goal. I want you to think of whatever goal you really, really want to hit. Hell, by the end of the year, it's November 12th today. So what goal do you want to hit by the end of the year? Okay, and now I want you to, now that you've got that goal in your head, I want you to think about, okay, why? Why is that the goal? Why is that the thing you want to focus on? You know, maybe it's a business goal and maybe your why is, well, I want to start off 2020, you know, just rocking and rolling in my business or I haven't earned a lot of income in my business this year and I really want to make up for that around the holidays because that's going to be so huge and so impactful for, you know, my family maybe. Maybe your goal is around fitness. You want to stay on top of your fitness over the holidays. That's huge. That's awesome. Why do you want that? Why is that such an important thing for you? So think of your goal, then think of your why. And now I'm going to challenge you to dig deeper. I always believe that our whys start off super superficial. They're very, very surface level when we start. So you've got to dig. And it usually takes asking yourself why five, six, seven, eight times to really get at the deeper meaning behind why you truly want this. When I started in fitness, my reasoning was, yeah, that I wanted to lose weight. But when I really thought about it, well, why do I want to lose weight? Well, I want to lose weight because I want to feel more confident in my body. Well, why do I want to feel more confident in my body? Like, what's that going to give me in my life? 
well, if I'm more confident in my body, I'm going to feel, you know, more, you know, confident flirting or more confident in front of, you know, on a stage when I'm giving presentations in graduate school, because this all happened in graduate school for me. Okay, well, why is that important to you? Because I, you know, I want people to view me in a certain way. Okay, well, why is that important to you? And what I realized after asking why over and over and over again, it had nothing to do with losing the weight. It had nothing to do with, you know, being more confident. It was deeper than that. It had to do with the fact that I was sick of feeling like all of my validation had to come from other people. And it really had nothing to do with I wanted people to see me a certain way. I wanted to see myself in a certain way. I wanted to find my own sense of personal power. And fitness gave me that. Do you see how I kind of worked from it being about losing weight to it being about confidence or validation to it being about much, much more than that? So that's really step one is you've got to come up with the deeper why, the deeper meaning and power behind the goal that you're setting. And this is the reason why. This is the reason why this is such an important step. Because when you lose motivation, and no doubt you will lose motivation along the path toward achieving any goal, because motivation is fleeting. Motivation is not something you will always have. So when you inevitably lose motivation, having a powerful and empowering why is going to be the thing that keeps you moving forward, that keeps you showing up for that goal. And it's so damn important that you have a why that is worth you showing up for. So that's step one is you got to come up with a deep, meaningful and empowering why to get you to show up, and that is gonna help give you self-accountability. So that's step one. Uh, tip number two is routines. This is not a sexy tip in any way, shape, or form, but it's so important that we have routines because when you're talking self-accountability, we just talked about the fact that motivation is fleeting. If you're going to you know, lean on motivation and discipline to get you through, there are gonna be days when it's been a long ass work day or maybe your kids are driving you batshit crazy or whatever, um, like there are going to be days where it's really hard to show up if motivation and discipline are the only things that are holding you to your commitment to yourself. So it's so crucially important that you create some sort of a routine around whatever your goal is so that it becomes habit. So often I get in arguments with people about this all the time. People often think, well, if I you know, have too many routines in my life, that's just too much structure. It's going to impinge upon my freedom, you know, and how much time freedom I have. Heck no, girl. Heck no. Because so often the things that we need the most or that we want the most freedom around are the exact things that we need routines around. Routines essentially allow your mind, your body, whatever to go on autopilot. And that frees you up to think about so many other things, create so many other things. Like my morning routine is so like fine tuned and autopilot right now because of the fact that I have been fine tuning it for years and I don't have to think about, you know, what am I going to do next this morning? Because I have it all hammered out. I just show up and it happens. That's the power of routines is when you can create a routine that not only do you enjoy, but that it's stupid easy for you to show up for that frees you up to do so many other things, to freeze your mind up to create. It frees you know, you up to be able to do other things maybe while you're, I don't know, making your, your healthy breakfast in the morning or while you're whatever in the morning. Like routines actually create and cultivate freedom, but from the self-accountability perspective, it habitualizes 
whatever your goal is. It makes it a habit. And when you make something a habit, it is so much easier to show up for. So create a routine around whatever that goal is. If you're talking health and fitness, I I actually, across the board, encourage you to whatever routine you create, put it into your morning. We have more discipline, more willpower in the morning because we haven't tapped out our willpower and our discipline reserves over the course of the day. So whatever thing you're committing to, create a routine about it. And like, I guess a sub tip to that one would be to try to do that routine in the morning. So whether your routine is, you know, you are doing, you know, a great morning routine or your great fitness routine, or it's how you start your day and how you check your calendar, whatever. It's about creating a routine around it. And if you need some tips for how to create that routine, let me know and I can hook you up. Last, so we've got tip number one, why? Tip number two is create a routine. Tip number three is all about your language. And this is all about switching your language from I can't to I don't. So let me give you some context and we're going to use fitness because we always, I feel like everybody can resonate with fitness. So I can't versus I don't. So often when we're making a fitness change, we'll say, oh, I can't go to that thing because I can't skip my workout. You know, how often have you said that? Seriously, like be real with yourself. How often have you used the, I can't skip my workout. And think about how that feels when you say that. It doesn't feel good. It feels like You know, you don't have any freedom because you've got this like ball and chain that's, you know, got you, you know, that's impinging upon your ability to show up in some other parts of your life, go to happy hour, hang out with friends, whatever. So we'll often say, I can't do X. I can't miss my workout. I can't skip going live today. I can't, you know, miss date night again, whatever. So the tip here is instead of saying, I can't miss my workout, flip it around and say, I don't miss my workout. I don't miss my workout. I don't skip going live and showing up for my business. I don't miss date night. And the reason why that's such a powerful reframe in terms of your language is because essentially what it does is it adopts whatever that thing is as part of your identity. I can't, that feels like obligation. That feels like a should. But when you say I don't do something, You are saying, no, 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 this is part of my identity. I don't do this. That's not who I am. And when you can adopt that as part of your identity, then self-accountability becomes so damn much easier because it's not about commitment. It's not about, you know, this thing that I said I would do at one point in time that I'm kind of not feeling anymore. It's not about that anymore. Instead, what it's about is the fact that this is the kind of person you are. This is the kind of person you are, and that kind of person shows up in this way. It's about identity. And if we're bringing in any sort of NLP, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, it's what I'm getting my certification in. Um, If we bring this into NLP, identity is one of the highest levels in what we call the logical levels of change. And if you can change yourself at an identity level, That right there is what's going to change you on all the levels below it and really trickle into and empower you in the rest of your life. So to recap here, tip number one is you got to create a powerful and empowering why you got to dig deep into something that's so much bigger and more meaningful than that surface level why we tend to get to. Tip two is build whatever goal you've set into a routine and then tip Number three is switch up that language. Stop using I can't do this and start switching that into I don't 
do this. It's going to be so much more empowering. It's going to help you adopt whatever that commitment is into an identity level. And it's going to feel so much better to show up for that commitment and that goal every day of every week. So I hope this was super helpful to you. I thought that these three tips were super impactful and empowering for me as I made this 100 workout commitment to myself. And I hope they do that for you too. Until next time, guys, I hope you have a kick-ass week and I'll see you next time. Bye. But before you go, one last thing. I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Growth Tribe and thank you so much for your support. If you've been enjoying what you're hearing and you want to help me and all of our wonderful guests get their message out, there are a few things you could do. You could send an episode that you really loved to a friend that you really think would appreciate it. You could subscribe and give us a five-star review on iTunes, or you could take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram or Facebook stories. I love stories, and I would love nothing more than the opportunity to shout you out and send you a massive thank you. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Growth Tribe.